You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to dive into the MLB postseason because while the Royals are not in the postseason, we still need something to talk about. And also, you might as well be watching baseball still. Uh, while baseball is on, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at, at Locked On Royals. And on today's show, I do want to power rank the AL playoff matchups and, and go into who I think will win the AL playoff matchups. Tomorrow, we'll do the NL, the power rankings of the NL matchups, and who I think will win in the NL, and then the World Series at the end of tomorrow's show as well. Uh, but just a nice way to break it up that way Tuesday before uh, the AL postseason gets going, you'll get the predictions for that league, and then uh, Wednesday before the NL gets going, you'll get the predictions for that league. And we'll start with, of course, the AL. And in the AL, you have the Rays, number one seed, going up against the against the Blue Jays as the number eight seed. You have the Twins and Astros, White Sox and Athletics, Yankees and Indians. And the way I would break this down is, to me, the A's and Twins is number one in the AL because I look at this matchup. The Astros pitching staff is just atrocious. They've been a bad team this year. They're an under 500 playoff team. But they have enough bats to where you say, look, in a in a month stretch here in the postseason, Bregman can get hot. Correa can get hot. Altuve can get hot. They have enough pieces in that lineup that make you not want to write them off, but their pitching staff is just terrible. And Dusty Baker has been suspect in his managerial skills in the postseason. And then the Twins are playing fantastic baseball at home, which all three of these games will be at Target Field. So they're playing fantastic baseball at home. They have a powerful lineup with Nelson Cruz, who's just the ageless wonder in the middle of it. And also Kinta Maeda is on the mound today, and he's looking good. I think that this series is the most interesting AL series and that it goes the longest. I think it goes three games. I think that the Twins win it in three. Now, moving on from that, to me, the next biggest series is the Yankees and Indians because who knows what this series is going to is gonna end up being. It's it's truly a coin flip. Every, every three-game series is a coin flip. If, if the Royals made the playoffs, they could give the Dodgers a coin flip series because all you have to do is win two of three in baseball, which is not hard to do. But you can make compelling arguments for why each side in this Indians-Yankees series is the better team. And you're not going to find a better matchup than what we're going to get tonight whenever Garrett Cole takes the bump against Shane Bieber, who will win the AL Cy Young. Shane Bieber started that AL Cy Young campaign against Kansas City, in which he lit up Kansas City and then goes on to just carve up the entire central region on his way to an AL Cy Young. So you're not going to find a better matchup than Cole Bieber and Yankees Indians because the Yankees lineup, as much talent as it has in it, as much name value as it has in it, they haven't performed. They haven't performed in a long time. Are they going to finally step up? Are they going to finally play well once the postseason gets here? Can they flip that switch? That's a dangerous game to be playing, to be waiting on 
uh, to see if you can flip a switch. So that series to me is a big toss up. And then you move on. I think that the A's White Sox is a good one as well. They lost Matt Chapman. The A's did. How are they going to rebound from that? Uh, both these teams kind of not playing their best baseball heading in. The, the White Sox haven't played well since they clinched the postseason. Uh, and again, can they turn that back on with that powerful lineup? Uh, you're going to love watching uh, Giolito and Lazardo go at it today on the mound. It's going to be fun to watch that series as well, but that comes in second to last. And then you have the Rays and the Blue Jays. Today they start Blake Snell against Shoemaker. They're saving Rayu for game two, which I really like that strategy a lot because, you know, if you go ace versus ace, you don't have anything in the holster to where if you lose game one, then you feel like you lost the whole series. Like whoever loses that Cole versus Bieber matchup is going to feel like they lost the entire series. But if you can get that game without deploying your ace, and then you then then you know you come back in game two and you win the series. Or if you lose that game in game one, obviously game two is your most important game. And any way you slice it, game two will be the most important game of this series. Uh, of a three-game series, game two is going to be the most important, and you're going to want your best pitcher going there. I like having the pitcher at number two, uh, who you view as your ace, but I think that only the Blue Jays have really done that so far. Uh, maybe the Rays as well, because I, I don't think that Snell is their true ace. I would look at Glass now, uh, or even Morton as more of their ace, and Glass now is going in game two uh, against Rayu. That series comes in at the bottom, not because it's not interesting, like Personally, I love that matchup, but the Rays are so deep, and they're a team that can truly weather the storm of playing every single day, even in the postseason. And I just think that the Jays are a good team, but they're a little bit too young. They're not quite there yet. They're not at that level yet of contending and competing in the postseason. But that lineup can get hot at any time. That lineup for the for the Jays is incredibly deadly, and. You can rough up Blake Snell in game one, and then you're feeling really good heading into game two, uh, in which the last time we saw Tyler Glasnow pitching in the postseason, he was tipping his pitches against the Astros. So we'll see. We'll see how that unfolds. But to me, the AL slate is not as interesting as what's going to happen over in the NL, but it's still pretty fun. And, of course, Wednesday will be just the hectic, chaotic day of nonsense, just eight straight games running and injecting it into your veins from 11 a.m. Central Time to you know midnight. So that'll be a lot of fun to keep up with. And, and oh, by the way, in, in that mix, you have the NBA Finals starting with LeBron James. So it'll be fun to watch all of these games coming up. Uh, but after the break, we're going to talk about who I think will win every single AL series and how far each team will make it. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you probably couldn't work your email properly. You probably had dial-up internet. It was a disaster. Every time your landline rung, the internet would go out. But you could have been going to RockAuto.com and finding all the parts your car whatever where your car would ever need at their amazing selection with their reliably low prices. There is no point to go to a dealership or a auto parts store because they're just going to order the part you need online and then upcharge you for that part. Skip the upcharge. Go to rockauto.com. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars, but their website makes it so where I don't have to know anything about cars. I just put my make, my model, my year into the database and it only shows me parts that are compatible with my vehicle. So I'm not wasting money on parts I cannot use. It's very user-friendly. You're going to want to check them out for all of your car needs and tell them Lockdown sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box and they'll know what to do from there. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices on the parts your car will ever need. 
So who is going to take home the American League crown? Who is going to win the AL postseason? Will it be legitimate? And much more. We'll talk about all of that right now. And so you look at this bracket, right? And I kind of spoiled a few of those picks earlier, but we'll, we'll go from there. We're going to do the entire bracket for the AL. I've got the Twins over the Astros in a three-game set. I've got the, oh, the Sox and A's is a big toss-up for me. I'm going to go with the A's. They pull it out as the higher seed. It takes three games. The, the, the scrappy Sox will be back soon, and that sets up an A's-Twins uh, ALDS. And then on the top half, I've got the Indians coming out. No, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I've got the Yankees coming out over the Indians in three games. They just have so much talent on paper that I think eventually it just has to pan out, uh, and they'll get it done in the in the uh, wild card. Move on to the DS to face the Rays, and the Rays beat them in that round. I think that the Rays are just the way more talented team in that series, and the Rays have proven it over the course of this season, uh, especially going up against the the Yankees. All those times, you know, of course, with the regional schedule. Obviously, whenever that matchup happens in the ALDS, people are still going to be on the Yankee bandwagon because it's the Yankees. But the fact of the matter is the Rays are a much better team. Uh, So I'm going to take the Rays in that one to go to the ALCS. And then on the other side, I have the Twins facing off with the A's. I'm going to have the Twins taking that series. I just love that Twins lineup. Um, I think that their pitching staff is on par with the A's, and that's the big difference is that I think that their lineup is set over heels uh, above what the the A's can do. So I, I'll just have the Twins going to the ALCS. From there, I'll have the Rays advancing to the World Series in short order. Not a sweep, but at you know five, six games uh, for Tampa Bay to go to the World Series and take on... You'll find out tomorrow on the Lockdown Royals podcast. We're going to do the NL tomorrow and recap what happened today in the AL. But I did want to talk about the postseason as a whole real quick. Um, I, I'm worried about what it will feel like with no fans, with no environment, which previously had made every moment feel different. Unlike any other sport, you know, a buzzer beater on a Tuesday in, in game 40 of, of 82 in the NBA still feels like a big moment. What baseball has is that a foul ball in two on a Tuesday in, in game 40 doesn't really feel like anything. I mean it's just a it's just a normal play. But a foul ball, even if it's clearly 70 feet foul, a foul ball in the postseason will have 40,000 people screaming their heads off in anticipation, waving the towels around. Every fly ball is going to be a home run that, that sends your team to the next round. That atmosphere is, is hard to duplicate. And that's what differentiates between a normal Tuesday afternoon baseball game between the Astros and the Twins and a playoff Tuesday afternoon baseball game between the Astros and the Twins. And I wonder about the commentators. How are they going to make each moment, even in that first, second, third, fourth inning, feel like a big deal without that support of the crowd behind them? I do worry about that as well. Because if you're just going to broadcast this game like it's a Tuesday afternoon, you're not getting the job done. And you're going to lose. You're going to lose the traditional fans who only watch in the postseason. Because there are a subsection of people who only watch postseason baseball. You're going to lose them if it if it does not feel like postseason baseball. So I do wonder how that's going to go. 
As for the championship, will this be a legitimate championship? Tough to say. Tough to say. I'm going to say yes. You know, if you win a World Series, I'm not going to look back and and let's say Nelson Cruz wins his first World Series of his career. I'm not going to look back and uh, discuss him as a Hall of Famer, although he has the PED situation, which isn't going to help him in it at all. I'm not going to look back and say, yeah, technically he won a World Series, but it was during this time and they had to do this and that. Uh, But still, it has to be denoted. And and asterisks are not always bad. Now, in the case of the uh, case of the Astros, it's a bad thing. But this season has an asterisk by it just because you have to tell the full story of why they have a championship. And it can be positive. Look, they had to overcome uh, only getting three home games, games with no fans and then go to a bubble and play in a neutral site for the DS Championship Series and World Series, something we've never seen in the history of baseball before, which in a sport that's been playing for 500 years, it's almost impossible to find something that has been done that's never been done before. And this is one of those things. So to deal with that adversity and... We've talked all along about how ballpark factors in to team building and, and ballpark factors in to the way the game itself is played between the two teams. And there's different areas of the field and the grass might be have a lip there and the wall might bounce this way. There's different things about each ballpark. Most of these teams have not played in L.A. Now the Astros have, the A's have, well, they've played in L.A. The, uh, you know, uh, Dodgers, of course, have played in L.A., but they're going to uh, be going to to Texas. So, you know, they've also played there. But, you know, when you're sending people away from their region to play these playoff games, in this season, they haven't played there yet. So some of these players on this roster have never been to Dodger Stadium. And now you're asking them to get accustomed to life at Dodger Stadium a day before the postseason. It's going to be a weird adjustment for players, and it sounds kind of silly right now. Uh, but in baseball, like unlike any other sport, a field is not just a field. I mean, it's a lot different when you build a team to play in Coppin Stadium versus when you build a team to play at Minute Maid Park. It's just a weird scenario that they're in. So I think that this championship will be viewed as legitimate, but I think that you do need to denote, look, a lot of weird stuff happened. This, this, and this transpired. That's how we got here. But but credit to them because everyone had to play with the same set of parameters. My only concern is not if this championship will be viewed as legitimate because even if the Marlins won this championship, I think it's still legitimate because everyone had to deal with the same set of circumstances. My issue is the TV experience. Will this feel like a postseason? Because now you have more options than ever. You've got the NFL. You've got the, the NBA Finals. You've got college football. You've got LeBron James going up against eight playoff games tomorrow. How can they captivate you without the 40,000 drunk fans waving a towel? And for you listening to this podcast, a a team that has been eliminated from the postseason, you're going to watch every game. You're, You're a baseball fan, and I love that. But to grow the sport, there has to be casual fans as well. And I don't know if, if this environment can get that job done. That's a lot of pressure to put on these ESPN crews, on the TBS crew, on Joe Buck at Fox. It's a lot of pressure to put on them. But they have to explain and make you feel the moment. Because they're not going to have a crowd to help them. That's, that's really hard to do. So I'm interested in that aspect of it uh, and the, the whole postseason in general. Like I said last week, I'm just glad that when the dust settled, we got away from a lot of those interdivision games. I mean, the, the Rays and Jays, of course, are interdivision. But outside of that... You're not having duplicate matchups, and we've seen the Rays and Jays play 50 million times. I really don't want to see it again, although that's going to be a fun series. 
I'm more interested in the Padres and Cardinals. Haven't seen those two teams match up. The Cubs and Marlins, the Braves and the Reds, you know, teams like that that have not played yet in this weird season. I'm very interested in it. So tomorrow we're going to do the NL bracket, and then we're going to see who's taking on the Rays in the World Series and pick that matchup, pick who's going to win the World Series, and also get you set, get you set for the eight-game slate around baseball. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Royals.